Hi, this is Brad Humphrey, and today we want to look at the right machine for the job, part two. Today is brought to you by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. In fact, today I have back with me Lonnie Fritz, Jason Hurtis from Caterpillar, subject matter experts, and looking forward to working with you guys again on this topic. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? Good, Brad. Good to see you again. All right. Good to see you guys as well. You know, one of the things that we talked touched on in our first part was talking about the right equipment for the right job and maybe even for the right contractor. In fact, Lonnie, I'll let you maybe expand on this, but I think you you, you coined an interesting term, matching the machine to the mission. Can you explain that to begin with? <laughs> Absolutely. As we know across many of the industries we serve here at Caterpillar, um, there are several applications. And with that, we have created, developed several products to match those applications. So what we like to know is what is the mission the customer is trying to accomplish so we can match the machine to the mission using all the expertise, both at our dealer network and internally with Caterpillar to help the customer achieve most efficiently and profitably the tasks they're out to accomplish. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, and, and of course, I'm as a consultant working with contractors, mission statements are a big deal for a lot of my contractors. So when I when I heard that you had kind of coined that term, I wanted to make sure we brought it into play because I do think it fits our topic today. Hey, what, what do we want to do for in our discussion today is talk about some of the different applications, certainly, uh, for example, maybe two that we'll, we'll use as kind of the 5,000 level view, the quarry and mining industry, and then the construction industry. And what I'd like for us to do, and, and, and Jason may start with you, from a, from a quarry and mining uh, element, what are the types of equipment based on usage and the size? And you know, I don't even know what you guys even look at. Can you give us some insight and help that help that owner, that contractor out there who's involved with that industry? When do you when do you move up into the next level? You know, where's the where's the not necessarily the bottom, but where's the beginning stage? And then what do you guys recommend? Let's start with you, Jason, on that. Okay, I for the quarry and mining space, we're a little bit probably more mature in some of this. I think customers do it intuitively without even thinking about it. Um, it doesn't matter if you're frac sand, cement, ready mix hard stone, soft stone, it's kind of all the same process. And different places in that process, you really need to think about using different machines. For example, at the face or the pit, that's where your money's made, right? That machine goes down, your your whole day is destroyed. Right. So for that particular application where it's the first point where you're touching the material, that is where you'd really want to have the premium product. You'd want full technology. That operator's generally in there 8, 10, 12 hours a day. That's his or her office. So you want the most comfortable machine, you want the most productive machine, the most fuel efficient, and you want the one with the most technology, not only to help that operator out, but also help you manage the business. You need that data off of there to know how efficient that particular part of your process is going because that goes downstream and feeds the rest of your process. Well, that's your lifeblood right there. It, it? it absolutely is. So then if you move to from, from actually the face to the plant, I mean, that's an important process, but the machines around the plant either doing cleanup or doing maintenance, they're important, but they're not vital to your operation. You know, if you have to take a day or two off to clean up around your plant, it's okay. You'll be all right. Compared to the pit loader or the pit machine that goes down for an hour, I mean, that's days of extra work. And then if you move to your yard or your, or your loadout area of your of your process, again, critical, because that's how you're making your money as a, right. as a quarry. You want to get that material loaded, get those trucks out of the gate so you can invoice them so you can get your money back. But again, it's not overly critical. If 
if that truck has to wait an extra two minutes, that's bad, but it's okay. If you have one machine go down in the yard, you, generally you have something else that you can use. So you have to look at what what revenue streams as a, as a customer you're getting from those particular machines and how critical it is to your process and overall operation to make sure you're making the right choice. Jason, you it's just my observation, and I obviously haven't worked with every mining and quarry group in the, in the country, but my experience has been when I've worked with those guys that they're typically a bit more organized and a bit more sophisticated in terms of what they know they're getting hours-wise out of their machinery versus, say, the contractor that's out there putting the stuff in. We, I mean, we have the luxury of being stationary compared yeah. to a construction application where you're there for a week, two weeks, a month, and then you're you're gone. You know, we're there for 5, 10, 15, 30 years, and that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're, that's good advice right there. Jason, as we, as, or Lonnie, as we move into the construction side, kind of take us through the graduation of of, of equipment. And, and let me, let me veer off that just for a moment. You know, one of the things that I've learned in, in the, the to, watching and, and following Toyota is they literally have a, a strategy to take what they call almost from birth to death, you know, in terms of their cars, you know, you start off with the Corolla and then you move into the Camry, you know, and then it's to the van because you got a family and then the Avalon. I hate to tell you what age group I'm in. So I'm, in <laughs> I'm in the Avalon, obviously. I know Caterpillar thinks that way as well. I know mm-hmm. you guys are, you guys have mastered this whole transition of working with maybe a, a younger or newer contractor and then the one that continues to grow in the industry. Take us through that. What does that look like? Yeah, so we, we have done that by offering more products to the industry here, just really within the last year, um, with a lot of more products to come to our product portfolio. And it's really stepping through um, what's available to contractors, whether they're entry level trying to get a, a business started, or the contractor that is very mature and looking to basically, again, match machine to mission and look at their applications and really acquire the right piece of equipment that fits into what they're trying to accomplish. So in the past, Caterpillar has always offered that premium brand. We still offer that today. However, we are giving additional choices to the market, realizing that the economics of their businesses are a little bit different. The utilization of of their businesses and their machines is a little bit different. So whether we're starting on the GC line of products that are lesser featured, easy to use, um, very simple, I look at those as more of the support machines. So yeah, let's stop. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to make sure because sometimes we think of basic as less um, uh, effective as a piece mm-hmm. of equipment. That's not what we're saying at all. Caterpillar doesn't make anything like that. that that's right. But, but it's basic in the sense of technology. Is that is that correct? Yes. Yes. So fewer creature features. Okay. It's more basic in terms of technology. Let's just cut to the chase here and, and give some examples. Standard product link in a rear camera. That's the end. Gotcha. You know, on a GC machine. Now, if we go up through the hierarchy of our machines and our offerings, when you get to say the XE fully featured on technology. Look at our next-gen excavators. Mm-hmm. Grade, payload, has the assist features on it, has the e-fence features on it, a rebuildable machine. All machines coming from Caterpillar have that Caterpillar brand promise, You know, has the dealer service network behind it, those robust components, still created from the same Caterpillar DNA from our R&D and all the, all the, um, you know, the deep expertise that we put behind our machines and the DNA in the machine. However, when it comes to features, they are either fully featured or lesser featured in, in simpler 
to utilize and to operate or on the technology side, more ease of use technology features, um, depending again, the customer's appetite for technology and what is it they're trying to accomplish. So think of it as that hierarchy, just like technology being scalable, our machines are the same way today. That's awesome. You know, to me, and that's one of the things that's always made Caterpillar special to me is that you you guys really do have. To me, I'm still having trouble. How's a plane get off the ground? You know. How do you, <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I look at Caterpillar, I'm going, "How do you guys do what you guys do?" I don't mm-hmm. understand it. I just know that you guys do it, and and I know that the contractors across the United States and and really the world probably in a lot of ways, but they they appreciate the the ability to be able to match, and that's why I love your statement: matching the machine to the mission. Your distributors, uh, distribution channels, and all the people that represent Caterpillar, they, they must do a really good job of doing a little bit upfront analysis work to find out what do we really need here. Jason? You have to. you got to ask the customer some questions. I mean, one, what is the mission? How long is the mission going to take place? You know, what are your metrics for that particular mission? I mean, are you after the highest productive machine that you can possibly get? Or do you need a machine that can get the job done with the lowest fuel burn in the least amount of hours? So there's some basic questions. I mean, we've done a lot of work with our distribution network to train them on that because that's a mentality shift from from where Caterpillar was five years ago. And it's probably going to be uh, more so where we're going to be in a year or two from now because that whole market and that need has shifted. I mean, it's very similar to the automotive market. Like you've mentioned Toyota. Mm-hmm. We always try to use the analogy of, of the uh, F-150 pickups. Yeah. You know, you have an Great. XLT, which is a GC. Yep. And depending on where you're at, it's a it's a half ton pickup truck. It's going to carry a half ton. It's going to tow what you want. It doesn't have automatic seats. It doesn't right. have leather. They're not heated and cooled. They're not powered. You know. Then the standard product is the Lariat. You got powered seats. You got a little bit more features. And then the XEs are the King Ranch. It has everything you want plus things you didn't even know you wanted that now yeah, you need. You know? yeah, I so. didn't know I needed until I saw. It. <laughs> well, I think that's a good analogy, Jason, because I think Caterpillar, like all champion, you know, producers. They do try to find what those levels of acceptance are and what's the necessary need. I know this is more of a sales question, so I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to put too much value on this, I guess. But at the same time, our caterpillar people are they they're listening first. Obviously, you're going to sell a piece of equipment or recommend a piece of equipment, but sometimes a contractor is hard headed. They think they know best for what they need. How does that conversation go potentially with a with a contractor, Lonnie? I think it's a mutual exchange and it puts our Caterpillar dealers in a better position today than ever before. Um, And what I mean by mutual exchange is the customers sharing what it is they're trying to accomplish because who knows their best, their business best they do. And our dealer network also knows their business best. So then we can come back with, here are the products that we feel best suit your needs. Um, So again, we are not only listening to the voice of the machine and all the telematics data that's come off it, but we're also most importantly listening to the voice of the customer. We capture the voice of customer in so many different ways, whether it's my customer advisor group, our dealers bringing that voice back into Caterpillar, that all gets pushed into the product groups. So we can now create a machine that the customers are asking for versus creating machines and asking the customers then to find something they like about it to purchase it. So it's really giving our dealers and Caterpillar alike more levers to pull than ever before to, again, sync up machines to what it is that they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, and I, and I number one, this has been awesome. I, I hope as if you're listening to this, uh, you've just heard from two of the the best people I know, the experts I know, that's why they're called subject matter experts. Lonnie and Jason, what a joy it was to have you guys here today and, and not only representing Caterpillar, but really understanding the industry, which is what we're all after in the end, right? 
Well, this has been Brad Humphrey. Again, this is brought to you, this podcast has been brought to you by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. And we're just so happy with the uh, with the topic and some of the issues. I know there's been some questions that I've had from contractors around the country about how do we really take make the difference? How do we make the choice between some of these um between some of these pieces of equipment. And I want you also to remember the, 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 the nice little phrase, matching machine to the mission. It's a great way to remember what we should be about. We should have a mission in mind for equipment. Well, take the things that you've heard today and put them to use. Make them work for you. Again, this is Brad Humphrey saying thank you for joining us in this podcast and best of luck to you in the future. <music>